Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Bill. <laughs> Welcome to Sunday. Good morning. So we're, if I get these ladies to sit down over here, <laughs> we'll get going. Uh, got a couple of commercials. Uh, on the June the 1st, which is a Sunday at 6 o'clock in the evening, we got Valley Voices, which is a senior adult choir from... Um, Thank you. Spring Valley Baptist Church. They're going to be about 70 here, so I hope we have more than they have. So come out on Sunday evening. That's a little different show for some of us. So, so uh, come out for that. Just It's a few weeks off. The prayer ministry has put out a little prayer book. Uh, book and it's a, basically a, a little journal. And uh, if you would like... Uh, they got some when we pray and some stuff in the front of it and some lines uh, to, to journal a little bit. If you would like a prayer journal, let me know. They'll, they don't want to print a bunch and not have them used. But uh, if you'd like this one, you, you're free to take it. But if, you, if there are a lot wants this little prayer journal, let me know. And uh, Tim said he'd be glad to, to get them to us. Uh, we're glad to have Pat back, and she's going to talk to us a little later. She said she wasn't ready today. <laughs> and sitting next to her are Gail and Fred Ags. They went on on the trip too, so we're glad to have them. And in a nutshell, awesome. Awesome. It was okay. a wonderful experience. Never be the same again. That's great. Flight, accommodations, all that would work all right. Okay. You find a cheeseburger? Uh, no, I told Mike when I got home, I said you could never live in Israel because they don't serve meat and dairy together. So Jim, the lover of cheeseburger that he is, could never have a cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs>
we'll need to check on those. Any anybody that you know of, Rhonda working? Yes, sir. Good. And her grandmother got to come to Lancaster. She's in Lancaster Hospital rehab now, where she broke her shoulder, uh -huh. and uh, she's she's doing a lot better. So she's got like one more week in there, and she should get to go home. But they're not sure where they're going to put her because she ain't going to stay by herself. Okay. Rhonda's got a birthday this next week. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, let's remember that, and then we got a couple on the end of the month. So anything else about our prayer needs? Anne's doing well. She's doing all right. Ask okay. Aaron how Brian. Yeah. How how was your nephew that got? He said he's um. They weren't able to do anything. He has fractures, but they won't. They won't just heals on its own. They say. Mm. As y'all know, I, I have been keeping up with Stacy's story since she started medical school, and she's down in Columbia doing a residency in ophthalmology, and they, they pull her in, or the ophthalmology resident takes care of all the hospitals down there. But any head trauma, she was at the hospital Friday night from 6 o'clock in the afternoon to 6 o'clock the next morning with people who run in the back of things and all that kind of thing were head trauma and so uh, anyway she's been a busy lady. Bill, Jack yeah. and I went to see uh, Carol and Jean on Thursday and Carol was just there and she was not really knowing things that day and um, Jean um, fell again and hurt his shoulder and um, and he's so weak, but um, I, I, I don't know, it's a blessing when you see them, really, yeah. because they, everything they're going through, they're still, yeah. with so much love in their heart, you know. We need to remember them, and also Glenn and Carolyn Breeder, which we don't go see, and we, and we need to remember that sweet couple, too. Anything else? Okay, before we get into the word this morning, uh, we'll, we'll pray, and, uh, and then we're going to have a little, I gave a little papers out if you want to follow some of the scripture we're going to run, we're going to be in Numbers, and then we're going to wind up in Joshua, where we just started, and we'll go from there. Bill? Yes? You might put it close for a vacation Bible school, oh, yeah. they need yeah. our copy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Vacation Bible School is uh, actually Collins is heading it up, and we're writing our own curriculum this year. She is, and uh, and they they need <laughs> they need some help. If you're willing to work in Bible School, and it's the 16th through the 20th of June, if you're willing to work in Bible School, she's got various things that she needs help with. Um, if you'll see her. She'll put you to work. Is it the way to morning time or the evening time? It's evening. It's morning. It's morning. And it's uh, three years old through fifth grade, if you finish the fifth grade. So anyway, that's, uh, but Ashley needs some help. She was out at the Mungo's uh, Tuesday and appealing to us older people for help. So we'll, we'll And they don't have to work every day. Yeah. Just let her know when you yeah, can. You can work one day. <clears throat> okay. All right. Can we?
will you lead us in prayer this morning? Lord, thank you for this time to come and study from the Word. Thank you for this dedication to, to teach this class. Pray that you would bless this diligent preparation. Pray that we would listen well and be able to put this to good use in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. God promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob over a period of years that he would give them a land. A land of Canaan. The land that's flowing with milk and honey. And they came out of Egypt and they came on under here to the wilderness of Zin and he sent them spies, 12 spies up in the land. And he said, scout it out. And they had the minority report and the majority report. The majority report won, Caleb and Joshua lost. And so, so uh, uh, because of their disobedience, God said every male from 20 years and up will perish in the wilderness. And for the next 40 years, they roamed all around in here up into this place and down in here, but they never get, did get into the, the promised land. <clears throat> then Moses died. God buried him. His eyes weren't dim. His vigor, his vigor was unabated. He was just through with him. God was through with him at that point. And he had anointed Joshua years ago to leave. And so, it's all about occupying the land. God was with them. God says, I'm going to go before you. I'm going to lead you. And they had miracle after miracle after miracle. And one of them is in Numbers, the 21st chapter. Let's turn that right quickly. I'm just going to jump around here as we, we go in Numbers. And uh, verse 21 of chapter 21. Israel, Jacob's seed, the twelve, all of them the same group of people. So verse 21 of chapter 21 of Numbers. Then Israel sent messengers to Shimon, the king of the Amorites, saying, Let me pass through your land. We will not turn into your field or vineyard. We will not drink water from wells. We will go by the king's highway until we have passed through your border. The sign would not permit Israel to pass through the border. In fact, they got an army together, verse 24. Then Israel struck him with the edge of the sword and took possession of his land. Verse 25, Israel took all of the cities, and Israel lived in these cities. <clears throat> Look down at verse 33. Then they turned up and went by way of Bashan, and Og, the king of Bashan, went out with his people to battle. But the Lord said to Moses, Do not fear him, for I have given you into his hand all his people, all his land, 
you shall do to him as you did to Simon. Verse 35, so they killed him, his sons, and all his people, until there was no more remnant left in the land that they possessed. Chapter 22, look at verse 3. So Moab was in great fear because of the people, for they were numerous, and Moab was in dread of the sons of Israel. Now, Joshua, the second chapter, the first chapter, then we'll get into the second chapter. God <clears throat> told Joshua in the first, first verse, he says, he says, verse, in every place which the sole of your foot treads, I have given to you just as I spoke to Moses. <clears throat> so, last week we looked at a little of these verses, but I want to retouch it today. Verse 10 of chapter 1. Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the midst of the camp, and command the people, saying, Prepare provisions for yourself. For within three days you will cross the Jordan and go in to possess the land which the Lord your God has given to you to possess. Now, a quick reading, <laughs> you, you would think, we're going through the land and we're going to just prepare. <clears throat> when they came out of Egypt, we have two scriptures that tell us that they came out of Egypt 600,000 men. And this is the same men that were 20 and up. 600,000. We have it in Exodus, in that scripture that I gave you, and we have it in Numbers, uh, that scripture 2651. They 600,000. <clears throat> so, if you say there's a wife with every one of those men, and there's two children, you do the math, three times that, is a million eight hundred thousand people. <laughs> so when Joshua said, go through the camp and prepare, it wasn't a small task. It wasn't a small task. In the Exodus chapter, in that let's turn there right quick. Exodus uh, <clears throat> Exodus twelve. Exodus twelve. <clears throat> 37 and 38. When somebody gets it bigger. Now the sons of Israel journeyed from Ramesses to Succoth, about 600,000 men on foot, aside from children. A mixed multitude also went up with them, along with flocks and herds, a very large number of livestock. Later in Scripture, we find out that these aliens, <laughs> these aliens were not out of space people, but they were people who were not Israelites. So 600,000 Israelites plus a mixed multitude of somebody else came out of Egypt. <clears throat> so it, was, it wouldn't be hard at all to place this number 
two million plus that, they, that they're talking about. So when Joshua is talking about camping and moving people from place to place, he's talking about a great group of people. And so he says, prepare, go, go, go back to, uh, to Joshua now. He says, prepare for yourselves for three days we're going in to possess it. Then we talked about Reuben and Gad and the half tribe of Manasseh right, uh, last week. That they had petitioned Moses to stay on the east side of the Jordan. And their staying, their land was here. With one caveat, it says when you, we go to war, your people, are go, your men are going to have to go to war with us. And they said, oh, okay. And as we see, as we go through Joshua, they did exactly what uh, they said they would do. In fact, God put them, uh, or Joshua put them in the front and says, you lead the charge, you know, for your brothers. So <clears throat> they're there. The scripture will tell us in just a minute that they're at, Shittim, S-H-I-T-T-U-M, right here. And here's Jericho. It's not on your little map I gave you, but it's if you found uh, Mount Nebo, it's right north of Mount Nebo and a little bit to the west. So right there is where they are, and we'll see that in the scripture in just a minute. And, and, and Jericho. So chapter 2, <clears throat> verse 1. Joshua, the son of Nun, sent two men as spies from Shittim, saying, Go view the land, especially Jericho. Now, <laughs> we talked about the 12 spies. Evidently, I think, and some other people I read from this week, Joshua had kind of learned a lesson. Two could handle it. They could go quickly. They just had three days to, go, to do it. And they would probably come back unified. They wouldn't be coming back yay and nay. <laughs> so he, he said, we'll send two people. And he says, go to Jericho particularly. The latter part of that verse. So they went and they came to the house of a harlot whose name was Rahab. And they lodged there. <clears throat> I don't know how they would have been there, how long they were there. We don't know. But we do know that people recognized them really, really quick. Because look at verse 2. He was told the king of Jericho saying, The whole men from the sons of Israel have come here tonight to search out the land. And the king of Jericho sent word to Rahab, Bring out the men that, you, that come to you who have entered your house for they have come to search out the land. But the woman had taken the two men and hidden them. And she says, yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they were from. And it came about that when it was time to shut the gate at dark, the men went out. I do not know where the men went. Pursue them quickly, for you will overtake them. But every time we hear that little word, but, that little conjunction but, we've turned the corner. We're going this way, and all of a sudden we're going this way. But, verse 6, she had brought them up to the roof and hid them in the stalks of flax, which had laid in order on the roof. So the men pursued them on the road 
to Jordan, to the forts, and as soon as those who were pursuing them had come out, they shut the gate. Rahab. Rahab, <laughs> and the little postscript is the heart. Well, there's a lot. We, we, we're going to say a lot about Rahab in the next little bit. In Matthew chapter 1, we have the genealogy of Jesus coming from Abraham. And there are four ladies mentioned in that, and every one of them has a little unusual past. We've said a long time ago that Jesus was the first and the biggest women's liberty. He promoted women to the, right, the proper place. In the Jewish thought, it was just the men. Just the men that were counted. The ladies were kind of like chatter. They didn't count. In Jesus, they did. In his lineage, they had Tamar. We talked about Tamar, who had twins by her father-in-law. She's in Jesus' lineage. Rahab who is called a harlot there. We had Bathsheba. We know the story with Bathsheba. And I'm missing one. Who was it? Poor teacher. Ruth. Ruth, thank you. Ruth. <clears throat> and Ruth married a Moabitess. She was out of the Lord's will by marrying out of her faith. But yet... Uh, she and all these ladies are in the lineage of Jesus. The only four ladies that are mentioned are these four ladies. So Rahab was a heart. How long the men had been in Jericho, we don't know. But they wound up in Rahab's house. And the king heard, heard, heard about it. He says, well, bring them out. We want They came here to spy the land. She said, they work here, but they're right there. I read a long commentary this week <clears throat> about telling lies. And part of it was Rahab lied, you know. But she lied, she lied for a purpose. Don't get any ideas. It's not, <laughs> it's not, it's not, it's not a good thing. But <clears throat> it's, it's, one of, it's one of these theological rabbits that people run off in. <clears throat> So, she says, she, they were here, but they're not here. So, <clears throat> verse 8. Now, before they lay down, she came to them on the roof, and she said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you this land, and that the terror of you has fallen upon us, and that all the inhabitants of the land have melted away before you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea when they came out of Egypt, what you did to the two kings of the Amorites and beyond Jordan, Sinai, and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. When we heard it, our hearts melted. No courage remained in any man any longer because of you. For the Lord your God 
is the God in heaven above and on the earth beneath. <coughs> she might have been a party, but she had her act together. She knew who God was, and she knew what he was about to do. We don't use this term in church much anymore. But when Barbara and I were growing up, <laughs> we use we use this word as testimony. Testimony. You did some things and you didn't do some things because you would damage you damage your testimony. We never hear it any anymore, and it's very hard to distinguish a Christian from a non-Christian. You go to any place. Some of our <clears throat> Bigger churches have said beer drinking, wine drinking is okay. And I agree it has nothing to do with salvation, but it has a lot to do with your testimony. <clears throat> now, testimony. We used to have Wednesday night testimonies. Uh, Gloria Gacom uh, wrote a book because he lives, and her parents were were. <clears throat> uh, ministers. And she says, I wouldn't miss Wednesday night because it was the best show in town. <laughs> and, and, and it always bothered me sometimes <clears throat> about people who, who told maybe too much. They shouldn't have told it all, you know, in some of these testimony meetings. A testimony is what? A testimony is what happened to you. What happened to you? What you shared? What you talked about? What you knew? Uh, <clears throat> did you talk to anybody about Israel before you went to Israel? Did read the book? Read the book. <laughs> that's, that's what I would have done. <laughs> I would have done. And if I could have found somebody to talk to, I would have talked to them too. <clears throat> There's a little phrase in here. In verse 10. For we have heard, for we have heard the power of a testimony. The power of somebody telling what has happened to them. What a blessing we've got. How the Lord saved us from whatever. And we're, we're shouting today because of that. We have heard, they have said, we have heard where you are, what you're doing. And she says, we know the Lord's in control. I, I'm amused and amazed at some of the political correctness that's gone awry. The Department of Defense is now uh, saying that we need a chaplain for the atheists. That makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> you know, somebody that doesn't believe God, doesn't want God, don't have anything to do with them, why do they need a chaplain? But all of this mess that we've got in political correctness. But <clears throat> where was I going with that thing? <laughs> but it's it's amazing, it's amazing that uh, where we are. But she knew 
said it. Um, the Lord has given you. The Lord has dried up. The Lord is your God. He is a God of heaven, uh, earth, and and the and of above and the earth beneath. Therefore, please swear to me by your Lord. I'm back to verse 12 now. Since I have dealt kindly with you, that my father's household, and give me a pledge of truth, and spare my father and my mother and my brothers and my sisters and all who belong to them, and deliver our lives from death. Verse 14, so the men said to her, Our life for yours, if you do not fill this business of ours, and it shall come about that when the Lord gives us the land, we will deal kindly and faithful with you. She knew. She had heard. She was putting her faith in these two guys. Verse 15. Then she let them down by a rope through the window, for her house was on the city wall, so that she was living on the wall. She said to them, Go to the hill country, so that the pursuers will not happen upon you, and hide yourself there for three days until the pursuers return. Then after you, Go your way. And the men said to her, We shall be free from this oath to you, which we you have made us swear. Unless when we come into the land, you tie this score cord of scarlet thread in the window through which you let us down, and gather to yourself into the house your father your mother, your brothers, and all your father's household. It shall come about that anyone who goes out of the doors of your house into the street, this blood shall be on his own head, and we shall be free. But anyone who is with you in the house, his blood shall be on our head if a hand was laid upon him. But, if you tell this business of ours, then we shall be free from the oath which we, you have made us swear. And she said, according to your words, so let it be. Yeah. Maybe I'll tell them what we saw over there. There was he could hide. There was lots of places to hide that he would not be found. Yeah. She she evidently knew knew the characteristics of the people that were going to pursue. And one of the commentaries I said they had to cross Jordan. <coughs> I reckon that's Swain. But whatever ever they did, they they got out of Dodge. But here this lady had heard she knew God was God. She had heard the destruction that we just read about in Numbers 21. She knew of the parting of the Red Sea. She knew 
of all these things? And she says, I know your God is the God of heaven and everything underneath it. I know that. So she took the next bold step. She says, I want my family to be protected because I have shown kindness to you. Well, and she went a step further. She said, swear to me. <laughs> swear to me that you're going to do it. And they said, okay, we will. But you have them all in this house. Have them all in this house. If they go outside, we're not responsible. But if you put them in this house, and you take one of James' red crochet threads, and hang it out the window that I'm going to let you down with. And uh, she, uh, <laughs> and she said, "We'll find you." Does there any is there any parallels that you can think of about a crimson thread being out a window? When I see the blood, I'm past over with the doorposts and the millennials. You be faithful and be there. You do this. And when the death angel comes, I'll pass over. I bet it wasn't 30 minutes after she let these guys down out of that window that she tied that cord on the, on the window. She was going to be faithful <coughs> to save her family. <coughs> Go ahead. Does that kind of mean that she's putting her faith in God at that time? Absolutely. I think I mean, she had done it before that. Yeah. It's all God's plan. Because, I mean, she was saying that she, she was going to hold them in and stuff, and she knew all about what God was wanting to do with them. So, I mean, I, I feel like that she was, you know, in with God to yeah. start with, you know. It's kind of like this TV series, 24. All this thing happens in 24 hours, but it takes six months for it to happen, you know. We don't know how long these men were there. But they were there long enough for her to know who they were and what their task was. And she says, I'm going to do my part. And when the king says, I want them, she says, they're not here. They're not here. That's, Go ahead. That's, that's what's getting out of They get the word that they're there. Yeah. And they go there into that little old small place. And it says she hid two people. God just had his hand on that whole thing. Yeah. I mean, you all that we hear about these soldiers and all that stuff, they'll tear that place apart to find somebody. You know? They said she hid. And they left. I mean, it's just all in God's plan. Same as God told them to go and to find a man with the donkey, with the goat. You know, everything's right there for them when they get there. It's just, it's just in a plane. It's interesting. When you, this afternoon, if you get you a cup of coffee and get in your recliner, read the rest of the 22nd chapter of Numbers, and it talks about Balaam and the donkey. It is really, really interesting, funny reading, you know, from Scripture. But it's, it's, God's in control. He says, told Moses when they went in there, don't worry about it, I'm giving them to you. I'll give them to you. And we, we kind of said, I'm going to borrow this just a minute, uh, we, we said in that, our little uh, thing for this, this, uh, this month, be strong and courageous. Do not tremble 
be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. We know it's true. <laughs> How many times do we just bail on it? We, we get all upset and everything else, you know. The Lord's left us and forsaken us, and yet he said, Son, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be with you. He told Joshua, I'm with you. Be strong and courageous. Hang tight <coughs> with your faith. Hang tight with your faith. There are a lot of people that don't like us, and it's becoming more and more clear. I don't know if you're an HGTV watcher. We are. Belcher's <laughs> <laughs> got a private boycott of HGTV because these two guys <coughs> that were going to come are now, because they were pro-life and acting in a pro-life rally and in in um, in Charlotte before the Democratic <coughs> Committee and their political correctness, you know, says, well, we don't want to offend anybody, so we're going to drop your program. Well, they, they did offend people. Yeah, us. See, they, yeah. that was their tail, and we're sitting on ours. They did offend people. It's money. They're not. The, they, they've spoken out. I mean, you go you go to HGTV's Facebook page and you'll be amazed. It's 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 a hundred to one the comments from Christians to other way. But anyway, that's part of the show. Let me get back, Robert, right quick. With all the more I don't know. <laughs> okay. So she said, according to your word, verse twenty-one. So she sent them away. They departed. She tied the scarlet tired cord in the window. They departed and came to the hill country and remained there for three days until the pursuers turned, returned. Now the pursuers had sought them along the road but had not found them. Then the two men crossed or returned and came down the hill country and crossed over and came to Joshua, the son of Nun, and they related to him all that had happened to them. And they said to Joshua, Surely the Lord has given all this land into our hands. Furthermore, all the inhabitants of the land had melted before us. Had melted before us. Well, part of the research, the reconnaissance, the spying, they looked the land over. And they says, it's ours. We'll later on hear about what happened to Rahab. But it's you. It's you. What happened? They were faithful. She was faithful. And they were faithful. <clears throat> but the power of a testimony, the power <clears throat> of somebody telling you what the Lord has done <clears throat> and what has happened in your life, it's absolutely undeniable power. Glad to have you folks with us. Thank you. Come back in. Okay. We'll pick up next week with chapter 3. And if Art and I hadn't got our wires crossed, he will teach you next week. So if they're crossed, I'll pick it up. So we'll go through that. Let's pray. Father Lord, we thank you for all you are. We thank you for this time. We thank you that a long time ago you moved in the hearts of me and the right. And they wrote. Father, it's amazing to us how faithful you are. 
and how unfaithful we are. How unbelieving we are. How short of memory we have when you tell us to be strong and courageous. We ask that you bless us as we go from this place. Give us wisdom to do what you know to do and be with our Monday mornings and Tuesdays and all the way and get back in this week. Undergird us and give us direction. And Father, we thank you. When we leave here today, we can say, 